from ABC News Radio, KMET 1490 in Southern California. This is Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with your host, Tyler Jorgensen. Welcome out to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. I am your host, Tyler Jorgensen, and we have Len Costa with, with us today, all the way from Long Beach, California. Len, thanks for coming out. How are you today? Hey, I'm great. Uh, excited to be here. We've talked a lot behind the scenes, but it's fun to finally be on the show and, uh, and have a chat with you today. Absolutely. I, you know, you and I met a couple years back and we've, you know, we've kept in touch, not a ton. Mm-hmm. So I realized when, I, when we were getting ready for the show that I don't really know your backstory. <laughs> and uh, so let's start at the beginning and then we'll go backwards. Okay. What is it that you're working on right now? So right now, um, what I'm doing is I'm helping entrepreneurs and business owners use live video, things like Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Periscope, using these new media technologies to be able to grow themselves as an authority online and make selling simple, automate their sales, and, and really just using this video tools that we have as they evolve. Uh, it's a great medium for people to get to know you, like you, and trust you a lot quicker than sometimes audio or written media. So. Uh, so yeah, that's what I've been working on. Um, it's funny because I've been actually doing video almost since I started online 10 years ago, but only recently earlier this year, I was like, maybe I should help people with this video thing. Yeah. And so you've done, you, so mentioning that 10 years, uh, you've done a lot of different things. And when you and I met, you were doing something. Then the next time I met you, you were doing mm-hmm. something else. <laughs> it's much like me where we roll, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're always moving through ideas, waiting for that one that you can kind of latch onto it, mm-hmm. uh, a long-term thing. And I think sometimes we have intentionally uh, short-term launches or, or projects, and then we're looking for that long-term kind of like the thing that can be your mission almost for a while. Right. Um, so what uh, you mentioned 10 years ago, mm-hmm. what were you doing before you made the jump into entrepreneurship? I was actually an airline pilot, which was a dream. The dream wasn't when I was a little kid, wasn't that I wanted to be a pilot. I actually wanted to be an astronaut Okay. because we used to watch the space shuttle launches when I was a little kid me and my mom. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I was like, well, I wonder what, the, you know, what it takes to be an astronaut. And as I was looking into that, you needed some, some degrees and like, like you need a doctorate in mathematics and all these in science and all these other things. I'm like, I don't really want to get a PhD in math. I don't really want to get a PhD in science. I'm not really into that. Uh, but something interesting happened that during that evolution is when I was uh, 15, I believe it was, I got a, actually got a chance to go on a small airplane ride at the local airport where I was living in New Hampshire. And I was basically hooked. No, that, was, that was the coolest thing ever. I was hooked from there. So instead of going into space, I decided to pursue aviation and I went to college for, you know, for that. And I actually got out of college and was teaching people how to fly. And then I got my first and only job with an airline flying a jet across, was all over the U.S., all over um, Mexico and southern Canada. And I worked my way up in seniority there to eventually being a captain uh, in, that, uh, in that career path. I was a captain on the jet there. And then what's interesting is for some reason, Tyler, when I was in college, when I was younger, I knew that I wouldn't be a pilot forever. Hmm. I knew that I would be wealthy. I knew that computers would be involved. I could never figure out why or how. But as I was pursuing through this aviation journey, I always knew that by the time I was 30, I was going to quit and I was going to be moving on to something else. Oh, wow. And during that process, I basically realized that those thoughts back in the day were true. I didn't actually 
want to be a pilot for for my entire career. Uh, and it t- like you had asked me, what is one thing that somebody wants to know about life? And I kept thinking and I kept thinking and I kept thinking. One of the things that I was going to send you that I didn't, I sent you something different, but it was just this realization that for myself, there are so many exciting opportunities in life that I don't actually believe that we're put on this planet, put on this earth to do this one single thing. And that's kind of what fueled me in realizing that I didn't want to be an airline pilot until I retired and that have that be like the one and only thing that I kind of do with my life. Uh, but the really fun part was transitioning to an online business was something that I could do while I was a pilot because all we need is a laptop and an internet connection. And it was something that I was able to start and basically start doing and start building at the hotels on overnights between between my days off, uh, on my days off and at work. But the evolution was that I knew that I wanted to leave. So actually in 2014, my girlfriend and I both quit our jobs uh, and started traveling the world. And that was that was our lifestyle. We wanted to travel the world. We wanted to just forget, you know, forget the conventional lifestyle and like live the life of our dreams. And so it was during that time that I came back to entrepreneurship and was like, I need to focus 100% now, especially since... I've quit my job and, you know, I, I haven't, you know, I really haven't thought too far into the future. So right. I was like, I'm going to go back to this online marketing thing and I'm going to go all in and I'm going to go, you know, hundred percent with it. So it's been, that's why I think you've seen me a few different part, parts of that journey where I've been, I think, testing ideas and seeing sure. how, how the market reacted and then eventually coming to the point where, gosh, of all the businesses I've been doing the last 10 years online, I've always had video uh, video has always been a, a, a paramount, like cornerstone piece of everything that I've done. So, as these new tools came out, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, I started playing with it. I started having a lot of fun, and I was sharing all this stuff that I was learning in these different groups. And people were like, "This is so cool!" And so, I was actually funny. Russell Brunson said to me, "He's like, why don't you focus on this live video thing? Like, this is, this is, seems to be something you're good at." And I'm like, "Right, okay, let's do that." Right, so. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of been the the ten year evolution, if you will, in the sh- in the shortest time possible. Sure. And so, you know, what's fascinating is that so many people get to about thirty years old and finally find their career. Mm-hmm. And you got to about thirty year old thirty years old and realized that you wanted to pull the ripcord on your career. And uh, and you had the type of career most people are like trying to have. Right. So you really a dream I mean, career. <laughs> yeah, you like shortcutted the the beginning, and then uh, and then just completely swerved another direction. Mm-hmm. What was the very first thing you did uh, as an entrepreneur? What was that very first project? The first project, it's a toss up. I've been thinking about this. It was either it was either working on like niche blogs, or I, that was either first, or it was this ten week real estate uh, webinar training series. I can't really remember which came first. It was right. Kind of all right around the same time. Uh, But I started by just really learning about SEO and WordPress and blogging and um, whichever one came first again and tried my hand in some of these niche blogs. And then again, somewhere in there, I did a, my very first webinar training series. So this one was interesting because it was 10 weeks and I was not a real estate investor and I knew nothing about real estate. But what instead I did was I went out and I found the professionals and the people who knew the information on these topics. And then what I did was I organized uh, basically a, um, an opportunity for people to register, to come to the 10 week course. And then after they registered, I gave them the opportunity to purchase recordings for a hundred dollars 
on DVD. Like this is back in the day. With yeah. DVD. So we would take the videos, we burn them to DVD and ship them out. So that was actually what really like between, again, I'm not quite sure which one came first, but right, I like that one. The real estate one was the one that actually made me money. Sure. Like it made me close to 15 or $16,000 in the first two months between, between uh, sales that I shared with the speakers and share, sales from selling the training, the recordings right. of, uh, of, of the webinar series. So it's like, again, back in the day, it was live video. It was uh, direct response marketing. It was sales funnels. And I didn't even know any, like, any of that stuff was called right. that. Right. You didn't uh, know the but terminology, was, no. but you, <laughs> you knew the process. And so, um, it sounds like you, you had a couple of things, but you were keeping mm -hmm. the day job. What was the, what was your tipping point, uh, back in 2014 where you finally said, you know, you and the girlfriend finally said, um, let's do this. Let, let's, let's leave and, and travel. And travel. What, what finally got you to take that leap? I, what's interesting is when her and I met, we didn't realize that we both shared this same desire of quitting our job, traveling the world and not sort of seeing what happens. I wouldn't say that you go into it blindly, but you can't control everything. You don't know where your income is going to come from in the long run. Like you're, you're walking away from everything, but it was on our first vacation. We were flying to Australia to do a 10 day camper van trip. I would say across the country, but if, if you've been to Australia, you know that you can't, you can only go like <laughs> this yeah. little piece of, yeah. of the entire country in 10 days. But it was on that trip, we just kind of got talking to each other. I literally like, what, what is your life goals? What is my life goals? And this is when we realized that we had this same insane passion of quit our jobs, travel the world, and just not fall into what I commonly refer to as like the stereotypical American life, go to college, get a nine to five, right. end up pregnant and married in a house with kids that you can or can't afford. And then by the time you retire and die, you're like living a life of regret as a lot of people do, which is kind of ties into what I said earlier. I don't actually believe we're, we're here to just do this one thing and it's only one way. Like the, that's just not what it was. So when we realized that we're like, okay, well let's, let's actually, let's do this. Let's figure a way out of it. So it took us, I think, about 18 months of preparing and not necessarily vigorously, but we sort of just said, well, let's just, let's try and make this possible. But we know that in her, in, in her case, she had, to sell a, um, she had to sell her townhouse and we had to sell our cars and we had to, we had a certain amount of money that we wanted saved in the bank. Um, but once we made that decision, we just started pursuing it and doing all the things that were required to actually rid ourselves of the possessions that we owned. Right. Uh, and we're, we were both fortunate where neither of us had any debt. So I had just finished paying off my college tuition. Uh, she didn't have any. So the only thing she had was her house and her car and I had my car. So uh, these things, you, you don't just walk out and sell it tomorrow, but it, it doesn't take a year and a half to, sure. for, you know, to sell those things either. So we just, we went through this process. It was very simple. We're going to sell every, literally everything. What we have left, we put in storage, which was like literally, uh, you know, a couple of plastic bins <laughs> full of a few things from the kitchen and whatnot. And uh, we just set off and we left and we were gone for over a year before we ended up coming back to the U.S. Oh, wow. 
That's cool. And so you, and just hit a bunch of different places. Correct. Yeah. We started in Nepal <clears throat> wow. and we hiked across the, uh, the Himalayas in Nepal. We were there for a month. We were in Bali for three months. We went up to Singapore for a week during one of our visa runs from Bali. Right. Uh, we were in Italy for I think two, a little over two months. The first, the first part of our Italy trip, we were down in Sicily volunteering on a pistachio farm, picking pistachios from like 6 a.m. to 11 a.m., which was really cool because it was right outside of Mount Etna. So okay. we'd walk out of the, you know, walk out of the, um, the place we were staying in the morning and you could see Mount Etna right there. And then we would be harvesting these pistachios out of these trees that were growing out of lava rock. So it was just oh, one wow. of the coolest things ever. Uh, then we did some touring up in northern Italy. Uh, after that, we went to, we actually went to Malta for like a weekend. It wasn't a very long trip, but I uh, ended up in Thailand for four months and New Zealand for two months where we took a camper van and explored the, both the South Island and the North Island. And then we were like, well, we don't know what to do. Let's go home for the summer and just <laughs> we'll kind of regroup and see what happens next. Wow. But yeah, it's, been, it's, been, a fun, cool. it's been a fun journey. Yeah. So, you know, um, a lot of the stuff you're talking about is real similar to kind of the, the core values that, that, I, that I share and that I, I really think are really important. The whole concept of you know, not waiting until retirement to live and travel and experience right. life. Um, and, you know, a lot of that has always been who I was, but a lot of that came to light when after reading the four hour work week. Was mm. that, is that a, did you read that book? Was that I did. part of it? Yeah. So it's been this, I think it's this month, it's been 10 years since the first edition of that. Game. Yeah, I just saw him talking about that with Gary Vaynerchuk the other day. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's fascinating to me watching like Tim Ferriss's journey, because it took, I mean, he did the first edition, it did pretty well. And then the second edition is the one that really most people know about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then to watch and see like what he's done since then, and, and how he's evolved. And he doesn't really talk about those same principles. But you can see those same principles still in his life, right? right. And what he's doing. Um, and so one of the things that you said kind of advice was, uh, massive imperfect action wins every time. Mm. I'm guessing you didn't get that from being an airplane airline pilot, <laughs> right? That probably isn't a motto in pilot. No. <laughs> no, it's not, but it's interesting because the aviation, uh, theme here still kind of applies, meaning with massive imperfect action, what can happen to a lot of us, maybe some of the listeners, is that sometimes we can get into this infinite loop of education and learning and reading blog posts and watching videos and listening to podcasts, but failing and forgetting to actually put this stuff into action, to implement it, to take the information that we've learned and try and make it into something real. Uh, And I myself fell into that I guess, fell into that cycle many times over in the last 10 years where I would do a bunch of stuff and then I would learn a bunch of stuff and then I would do, and I was never like doing and learning at the same time. Sure. I actually kind of feel like I'm many years behind where I should be, but I wouldn't call it a failure because what I know now is this issue that like I can sometimes fall into this education loop and sometimes people call it like analysis paralysis, right? Right. But now that I know this about myself, I make it more of a point that when I learn something, when I read something, somebody gives me some information to try to implement it as quickly as possible. On the flip side, it also means that now I try and kind of give myself an information 
diet. Sure. Make sure that I'm not following too many methods, too many systems, too many experts. Right. At the same time, you, if, you're, if you're listening to a Tim Ferriss and a Russell Brunson and a Dan Kennedy and a, and a who else, you're like trying to duct tape four different systems into one thing. And sometimes you're like, well, why, why is it not working? Well, it's because we're trying to do too many things at the same time. So if we just right. kind of pick that one path, pick that one system, that one expert that we resonate with, that we like, and we just follow and stick with that long enough, right. stick with it until it works. That's kind of my, my, my play on taking massive imperfect action because you know this, I know this, I'm sure some of the listeners know this, but most times in our life, it'll never be the perfect situation, the perfect relationship, the perfect financial opportunity. Like, right. no such thing is perfect. If we're always waiting for perfect, well, then we could literally be waiting forever. So yep. um, you, you just, you learn by making the mistakes. And the reason I said the aviation theme kind of still ties into, into this is it's like flying an airplane, meaning when an airplane takes off, it, it knows the destination it wants to get to. And along that route, there's weather, there's wind, there's all kinds of things that are literally blowing this airplane off course. Same thing with a ship. It's blowing the ship off right. course. But once you, leave, uh, once you leave the terminal, once you leave the harbor and you're pointed at your destination, the only thing you can do if you, want, if you still want to get to where you're going is course correct. Turn, turn a little bit to the left. Turn a little bit to the right. I find business is no different now. If you stay in harbor, if you stay at the terminal, if you never launch, you'll never get to the destination. But, you know, once you're on that path, things are going to happen to try and, try and blow you off, try and, try and pull you in the wrong direction. Uh, and that's when we make these course corrections. So that's, that's just kind of the biggest takeaway. Absolutely. And you mentioned something that is a little bit of the entrepreneurial paradox, right? Where entrepreneurs tend to move really, really fast, mm-hmm. get a ton done, but at the same time feel like they're just leaving so much unfinished. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned that, like you feel like you're years behind where you could have been or should be. And yet from other people that haven't taken any action, you're years ahead. (laughs) And so the problem is we always tend to compare ourselves to our perfect self Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist. Right. Right. And so there is that, there's that like fine balance between giving ourselves a little bit of grace of like, okay, I achieved some good, I see, I've made these steps Mm -hmm. and letting ourselves off the hook of, well, I didn't even take a step. Right. Right. So I think, uh, I think that's the constant battle that happens within an entrepreneur's like, soul is, am I doing enough? Am I, am I moving fast enough? Am I falling behind? Even though there's not a race, there's nobody else that you're racing, but there's, there is no before or behind, right? right? It's just your journey that you're on alone. And, and you hope that there's some other entrepreneurs that you can at least surround yourself with that can like encourage you when you take too long of a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know that you have some mentors in, in your life and in your career. What, uh, but you're right that, too many mentors can be a downfall. So how do you balance now the, um, the desire to continue learning and focusing on implementing? You know, that, how do you keep that paradox in check today? I think the biggest thing that I can say to that end is that just whatever it is that I try to or that I, that I want to learn or that I go into keeping that continuing education is just to make sure that it is something that is going to get me to the end goal right? So if it's, I need to, you know, I have a sales funnel that's not converting. All right, well, let's figure that out. It's not, 
It's not why do I uh, something you know off the cuff that has nothing to do with it. So it's just it's making sure that whatever I do is in line with the end goal. Right. Um, and so in that, like, Makes there's sense. a lot of different people you can learn from for direct response copywriting and sales funnels and email marketing. So sometimes, even though it still fits in that category, I'll find a couple, you know, one or two people that I really resonate with. Right. Plenty of, I mean, I think you notice in this space as well, there's people in there that you like and there's people that you don't like, but that's why there's so much opportunity out there is because it's really a lot more about the personality of the person you're learning from and not so much the information. Because in today's day and age, 2017, there's virtually almost no new information being produced in the universe today. So right. it's, it's Tyler's interpretation of of entrepreneurship. It's Len's interpretation of entrepreneurship. It's how we have learned and succeeded and failed in the perspectives that we have that we can share. Right. When somebody comes into our world, they either like us or they don't like us. And if they don't like us, if they don't like me, they'll listen to you. They don't like right. you, they'll listen to Russell Brunson. They don't like Russell Brunson, they'll listen to Frank Kern, etc. It's just, right. it's, it's, it's a nice place that meaning that we can all actually do similar things um, and still get, you know, still get results. But as long as that, everything that I do is tied to the end goal, uh, then that kind of keeps me on path. But I still so find myself. It, yeah. Having, if we're going to use that aviation yeah. model again, right, you have to know where the destination was. That's right. You have to know what the end goal is. If you just take off, you're, you're stuck, right? Like where are you <laughs> going? And so there's uh, in the in the book Alice in Wonderland one of my favorite quotes where Alice is lost and she asks uh, the Cheshire Cat uh, excuse me but which way should I go and the cat responds it, that well that depends entirely on where you want to go mm-hmm. and uh, and she said well it doesn't I'm not really sure and then she, then he, the response was well then it doesn't really matter which way you go <laughs> right? and so like knowing what your end goal is. And, and I think so many times we think that the end goal is a certain income level or, mm-hmm. a certain, uh, or a certain amount of followers or whatever, some arbitrary goal, right? But I think we need an, like a little bit bigger goal, a little bit more of a destination to know. And then, like you said, be able to check, is this decision moving me closer towards that, pushing me on that way? Right. So, you know, as you've been on this wonderful entrepreneurial journey, what are... Uh, what are some of the things that you've had to learn kind of about yourself through this process? Ooh, I ask myself that question very, you know, very frequently. There, there's a few things. I think one of the most important things is to recognize that I, I personally don't believe that anyone is truly self-made. There's a lot of people that helped them get to where they are. And in knowing that and realizing that for myself, and, and you have a team that works with you, is just the fact that we cannot do it all. We should not do it all. And what I've been learning over the last 10 years is what is it that Len is even good at? What is Len's superpower? What is it that Len should actually be focusing on in the day-to-day operations of the business and then finding where the things that either I don't want to know or I suck at, finding this, the people that are better than me, smarter than me, more you know, uh, driven than me to like right. Facebook ads, right? I don't really want to learn the ins and outs of Facebook ads. So I should go find the most passionate person that, you know, that I can that wants to do that and hire them. So right. that's, been a, that's been a huge uh, realization. The other one that we already sort of touched upon is just making sure that we don't get into this education loop and forgetting to actually implement and just realizing that 
when we start to actually do something, when you start to take that first step, now we're making progress. Now we can see is traffic coming to my website? Are they opting in? Are they buying? And when we start to follow that journey and see what's happening with the customer along that path, then we can figure out where it's broken, what needs to be fixed. You're never going to know until you launch. Like a like I was saying, a, a, ship, a ship in harbor is safest, but that's not what ships were designed for, right? Right. But you have to launch in order to actually learn what's broken and what's not working. Absolutely. Um, so, so, you know, that, those have been really big things for me. Now, you mentioned something about that not everyone's going to understand your journey. And I'm sure that you probably got faced with some of that when you left your career as a pilot. Um, how have you learned to deal with that? I was fortunate and my girlfriend as well, we were really fortunate that almost everybody that we told we were going to quit our jobs, travel the world and do something, their response was, that's so awesome. Or if anybody would do it, we knew it would be you. Sort of really interesting. Like I didn't know though. I thought I would get a lot of blowback. Not that it would have changed our minds, but you don't really know until you, you know, until you start telling people that you have this idea. And I think a lot of us get really concerned that we're going to lose the approval of our parents, our siblings, our girlfriend, our boyfriend, our spouse, our friends. Right. If we say something that seems completely crazy to them. And that's why I sent you, you know, when we were talking offline, I sent you that kind of that sentiment that people aren't, aren't going to understand the journey that we're on. And I think it, you kind of ties back to the last question you asked me, just what have I learned in the last 10 years? And, and, and some of it has been that, like, it's not, it's not really my job to educate people onto why I live the way I live or want the things that I want. Yep. What's more important is to recognize that I am, again, whatever I'm doing, is it taking me one step closer or one step farther from the goal? And then at the end of the day, making sure that I surround myself with people who are like-minded who are interested in the same things. And what I've noticed during that journey is I've, I've not like severed ties with friends and family, but you'll notice on your own particular journey, and I'm sure that you've seen this yourself, as you kind of evolve and elevate and learn and succeed, those who have no interest, no desire, don't understand it, they almost get left behind, if you will. I don't mean that in a negative sense, but there's a whole bunch of people that used to be in my life that aren't anymore because they, they aren't on the journey that I'm on. And when I do see them, we have a good time, but we're not, you know, these aren't the people that I surround myself with right. every day anymore. But it's really important to realize that I say this to myself all the time, whatever your opinion is of me is none of my business. Sure. Right? If you don't like me, if you think I'm fat or, or stupid, that's, that's uh, something going on in your head that's making you feel that way towards me. I'm just, I'm happy. I'm doing my thing. I don't know that you think I'm fat and stupid, but your opinion means nothing to me. Right. So I try to make sure that I just don't let anybody's negativity or, or, or those kinds of opinions that would derail me get in my way. And that's, that's kind of making sure that you're surrounded by those like-minded people, whether sure. it's a group or a mastermind or whatever it is. And sometimes, sometimes that means changing the people uh, you know, maybe, maybe it means breaking up with a girlfriend or it's really weird, but you know, if you have a completely unsupporting spouse, maybe you need to consider changing that relationship as well. Cause at the end of the day, you can't, you can't be pursuing this journey and then having somebody like the anchor pulling on you and holding you back. 
Um, yeah. So if it's really, you know, really bad, I've been, I've been hearing that that concept <laughs> a lot, right? Of like uh, cutting toxic people out of your life and and doing that. And I've been thinking a lot about that because I totally agree with it. Uh, but then I see some people share that kind of a post where I'm like, man, I think that person is kind of the one being toxic, right? And so I'm yeah. almost like, okay, if, if everybody in your life is getting cut out because they're toxic, maybe you're the one that needs sure. self-analysis. <laughs> but that was just kind of a general observation. But I think you're totally right that yeah. surrounding yourself with people that, that encourage you to grow and encourage you to, to take. Exactly. And take and chase those dreams. And I'm fortunate my girlfriend has always supported me, has never said, don't do that. Don't try this. I don't, you know, she's always like, you can do it. I believe in you. You've got this. My friends, my, the, the friends in my life now, my family have never said those, uh, those sort of dream killing comments or negative comments that were like, well, screw you. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to no, hear awesome. that nonsense. Um, so if, if, why if I want to share people, that. Oh, go ahead. Say that again. No, it's, that's why I wanted to share that, like yeah. that, that comment with you about, yeah. um, it's not our job to to make other people understand our journey. As long as we know that we're happy and we're on our path, some part of that though, Tyler is, is being partly responsible. Like when, when we were talking about the story of me quitting my job and traveling the world, I mentioned I had no debt. We sold all of our belongings. We had money in the bank. We didn't just irresponsibly quit, walk right. away, have our townhouse go into foreclosure, stop sure. paying our credit cards. So, you can you can go on this journey, but I also think there's a part of you that still needs to be a responsible adult, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, people, if people want to find you now online and want mm -hmm. to learn, kind of join and, and be in your circle, where should they go? So I, right now I'm basically funneling all the people that, uh, that want to be, to want to learn more or know more about what I'm doing, especially with the live video uh, sales and authority stuff into my private Facebook group. I find it's a great place to actually interact with people. It's a great place for new people to come in, see what I'm doing, see who I'm helping, see what knowledge I have and make a decision on the spot whether or not that's what they're into. Whereas if I send you to my website or to my email list, it's a, you don't really see what's happening as much as say, for instance, when you watch a video, right? You get to, this group is designed to basically let you kind of see what I'm all about in the shortest time possible. So that group, um, we have the link. I don't know if should, should I mention it here or just yeah, mention it here in, in case people are just listening or sure. So it's bit.ly that's bit.ly bit.ly forward slash Len group. And that'll redirect you to the Facebook group and you can click the join button, come on in there and see what we're all about. Um, and again, that's, that's my little home for helping business owners and entrepreneurs use video and live video to grow their sales and authority online. Awesome. Now, I like the, this question for you. I end, the, I end every interview with this question, and I think it'll make more sense for you than some other people. So to me, business is about creating the lifestyle you want, which mm -hmm. I think we both agreed. Uh, and so what is one major item on your bucket list that you want to achieve or travel to or do something in the next 12 months? Oh, in the next 12 months? Um... I really want to get to, in the next 12 months, what I'd like to do is get to, uh, get to that seven-figure mark with the business and actually make that milestone for the first time uh, and then keep growing and growing from there. So that's, that's really, that's been my focus uh, now that, because I've done some of the traveling, so now I'm kind of in focused business mode. Sure. Uh, so that's, the, you know, that's basically the main objective is to, to be able to serve people and add value into the community and the lives of the people around me. 
uh, and turn this into a real long, you know, long-term sustainable business. Very cool. Well, appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, and please uh, go to uh, bizninja.com slash radio if you want to check out more from Len as well. We'll have that posted there. Thank you for tuning in to Biz Ninja Radio. Now go out and do something. Thank you for listening to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with Tyler Jorgensen. Please make sure to subscribe so you're first to hear new interviews and episodes. If you found this podcast to be valuable, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to visit our online dojo at bizninja.com to claim your reward for listening to the show.